Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What up? Good afternoon. Thank you for joining me, Joy Taylor on the Joy Taylor Show, alongside Ryan and Iowa Sam. We're here with you until 4 p.m. Eastern on Fox Sports Radio here in beautiful Los Angeles, which refuses. L.A. rebukes the fall. It refuses to cool down out here. Every day I wake up like, today's the fall. Nope, it's still 90 degrees out here. Um, and I am in my Mike Tyson uh, punch-out hoodie thinking I'm going to be nice and cozy and it's super hot. But wherever you are in the country tuning in today, hanging out with us, appreciate it. We have a fun show for you today. Courtney Fallon of the Bad Signal Podcast, deeply rooted in uh, in Boston. We'll have uh, a little baseball talk today and, of course, get you ready for the NFL slate on Sunday, week six, AJ Ross, she will be, she is now in Baltimore. So she'll, she'll be doing sidelines at the Chargers Baltimore game, which is kind of the, the game of the weekend, even though it's in the early windows tomorrow, not the earliest window, because we have a, uh, a thriller in London in Jacksonville and uh, the Miami Dolphins, which actually, you know, I'm such a pessimistic uh, self-loathing Dolphins fan that I, I, I actually kind of look, I kind of think Jacksonville's going to win. We've got some injuries, and a two is coming back. Uh, 
This is this is a game I could I, I can feel Jacksonville stealing, and that would be devastating for that organization. Um, so if you don't care about Miami Dolphins and Jacksonville Jaguars, talk. Sorry, had to sneak that in at the very beginning, and then we'll move on. <laughs> Accordingly, we'll also talk to former wide re- NFL wide receiver Jeremy Kelly later in the show. He is with the Bills organization, and they are in that division and rolling uh, between Arizona and Buffalo. I think uh, I think they are at the top of the NFL right now, and then there is a gap between them and everyone else. They are crushing right now. And, of course, it's college football Saturday, so we'll keep you updated on all of the scores uh, Arizona and Colorado kicks off soon. Uh, take a take a gander at number twenty eight. His name is Isaiah Taylor. That's my nephew. I uh, got to give him a little love. And of course, there are some other marquee matchups today: Oklahoma State and Texas. Texas is up seventeen to thirteen. At the beginning of the third quarter. Uh, you have Florida LSU. This is a really really important game for LSU. This this could be. This could be job determining if LSU can can win this game, and of course Cincinnati is number three on UFC. They're up, or UCF. I'm sorry, up thirty five seven. Arkansas over Auburn seventeen fourteen. So we'll keep you updated on all the games, and uh, as as more of them kick off uh, throughout the day, Alabama. I think um, you know after that loss last week, Nick Saban's you know predicting the apocalypse. I I, I think they're going to cover the seventeen. <laughs> 17 points on Mississippi State. Uh, Rest in peace, Mike Leach. I mean... Because the the revenge is coming. Yeah, Nick Saban, uh, talking about, we don't... uh, Yeah, they're not an elite team anymore. People don't view us as an elite team. Like, can you calm down? All right? Just, just, Just calm down. I feel like that's a locker room conversation. Everyone still thinks Alabama is good. So just relax. You can lose a game every once in a while. It's not the end of the world. I'm pretty sure you would. You're still, you're still going to be in the college football playoffs, Nick Saban. Um, and that's going to be a bounce back game, I believe. I I I haven't decided, but I think I'm going to take Alabama and the points in that game. Uh, but we'll keep you updated on all of those games throughout the day, and uh, we're going to talk. Uh, I mean, what this has felt like the longest week in recorded history. Is that just me? Is it just Mercury retrograde right now, or is it this? This has felt like the longest week ever, like in in human existence. I don't know. It's maybe it's just me, but I can't believe that it's only Saturday. <laughs> it's like, is that a bad thing? No, it's no. I mean, it it hasn't been a bad week. It's just felt like the longest week ever, and with all of the Gruden stuff and like everything that's gone on, it just has felt like a really really long week. And we'll talk a little bit about that. What are the Raiders going to do moving forward? We had Albert Breer on The Herd yesterday. You can catch me and Colin on The Herd weekdays on FS1 from noon to 3. And he said something that shook me to my core about what the Raiders might do at the coaching position. And we'll ask AJ Ross about that. Uh, She's also a Pittsburgh girl. Um, But he said that the Raiders might, might go after Mike Tomlin, which is really crazy to imagine. But... They've been kind of going year to year with his contract, and uh, so we'll discuss that with her a little bit later. Um, that Thursday night football game, Brady, of course, and the MVP race. But let's do. Uh, still haven't picked a name for this yet. If you are on Twitter listening uh, at Joy Taylor Talks, give me a better name. Um, what did someone say? Someone had a good suggestion last week for my my top five NFL games and my two picks. Was we had we, so full house, the full, full house. house. I don't know. Uh, yeah. fat, I don't know. 
I can't remember what it was. But anyway, here are the games I'm looking forward to the most in the longest name introduction for NFL Week 6. segment that should be unnamed. Yes, exactly. Well, that Thursday night football game was a fun one. Uh, I, I don't think everyone's giving Philadelphia enough credit for what they're building there. Um, but that was a fun watch. And, and I'm going to talk about these god-awful taunting penalties later in the show as well. The NFL has to do something about that. But that kicked off week six in the NFL. And, of course, Chargers-Ravens, which we'll talk to A.J. Ross about a little bit later in the show. Uh, this is the game of the week to me. Chargers-Ravens. I mean, you have Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. Both of them are playing incredible football right now. It's in Baltimore. Baltimore's favored by two and a half. Uh, I I, th- I think I think I'm leaving Baltimore in this spot. Just I, I got to give them the home field advantage nod here. But this is going to be a really fun game to watch. I mean, these are t- these are the few two of the future. Uh, they're stars now, but you know, we're, stars we're going to be watching for the next you know 10, 15 years in the NFL. And uh, and and I'm really looking forward to seeing seeing what these two guys do in that game. Cardinals Browns. Now this is an interesting one. This is a spicy one. So Cliff Kingsbury is not going to be on the sideline. He tested positive for COVID. Also, Nick Chubb is out. So it, it, it very quickly became a really interesting game. There was a, t- a lot of talk about Odell, which we'll get into later as well, and how they're going to work Odell into the game plan because he has not been getting the targets that everyone expects them to get. And that's just been an ongoing conversation forever. Uh, Texas just scored a touchdown up 23-13. We'll be 24 with the extra points um, on Oklahoma State. So Cleveland's favored by three and a half, which is pretty interesting considering the way that the Cardinals have been playing. But now with Cliff Kingsbury out, I think I like that line a little bit more. I think it is significant to not have your head coach on the sideline. But this is a game that we're all going to be paying attention to. The Cardinals are the best watch in the NFL right now. Kyler Murray leading MVP talks. Baker Mayfield, are they going to be able to keep up with this Arizona offense? Um, Now they do have a great defense, so we'll see how this this matches up. But this is a game everyone's going to be paying attention to as well, and I am very excited for Cowboys-Patriots. The Cowboys Cowboys are... They're America's team, and I think I personally am hesitant to fully buy into what they can do in the postseason. I had them winning the division, and I love what they're doing on the defensive side. I love Micah Parsons. I love Dak. There's a lot to love about this team, um, but it is Bill Belichick, and he has he's found ways to slow teams down, and he has a rookie quarterback. Dallas is favored by three and a half in New England. We'll ask Courtney Fallon about this at the at the bottom of the hour, but this is a really interesting matchup for the Cowboys. Chiefs, Washington football team. Now, probably just thinking like, wow, Washington football team. Kansas City's favored by six and a half. This isn't really like a tough matchup. The Chiefs have got to get some momentum going here. This is a big game for the Chiefs. Washington football team's defense has not been playing up to the level that they were last year. The Chiefs defense has a lot of holes, a lot of questions. So this is a game where I'm going to pay close attention to. Patrick Mahomes is kind of getting Push down the ladder. Oh, it's Justin Herbert. Oh, it's Josh Allen. It's Tom Brady. It's Kyler Murray. And uh, I think that this could be a really important statement game for the Chiefs. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, Dolphins-Jags, I mean, they're in London. It's the early, early game tomorrow. Uh, I think this is actually a pretty significant game. I think the Dolphins need to win this game convincingly. And the next five games are really important. Five or six games, really important for the future of Tua in Miami because it's a pretty easy slate coming up for them. 
And if he can't get some dubs and get some momentum going, I think the quarterback position in Miami is going to look a lot different next year. All right, my two picks. My two picks. I am going with Green Bay, minus five and a half. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is is feeling good. He's talking. He's He's got his hair flowing. Uh, I, you know how I feel about Justin Fields. I love Justin Fields. I'm very excited that he's the starter. This, this Chicago defense is really good, and this is a divisional matchup, but the Packers are just a better team right now. And so I'm going to take the Packers minus five and a half, and I'm also going to take the Cowboys minus three and a half. I, I just don't think that the, the Patriots offense has enough to keep up with what the, the Cowboys have going on right now. So those are my two picks. Green Bay minus five and a half. Cowboys minus three and a half. I usually like underdogs, but I'm going to take those two this week and I'll ask Courtney about it because Courtney uh, is going to have some picks for us as well at the bottom of the hour Courtney found the Bad Signal podcast uh, we'll also talk to AJ Ross from Baltimore she'll be on the sidelines for that big matchup Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson and Jeremy Kelly later uh, let's talk about let's talk about the quarterbacks right I mentioned Patrick Mahomes is kind of getting pushed down the ladder and you know kind of getting forgotten in this in this rise of incredible young talents in the NFL And it's getting interesting as the MVP race is starting to fill out. We'll talk about that next. Joy Taylor on The Joy Taylor Show. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. What up? 
Welcome back to the Joy Taylor Show on Fox Sports Radio. Big slate of college football games today. Texas is up 24-13 on Oklahoma State right now. I'm I'm leaning towards taking Alabama in the points. I know Nick Saban's trying to convince us. The dynasty is over. I'm not buying it, Nick. <laughs> it's one of my more dramatic <laughs> quotes from Nick Saban of all time. Thank you for hanging out with us today on the Joy Taylor Show. We'll talk to Courtney Fallon, Bad Signal Podcast, in about 10 minutes. Get her thoughts on that Cowboys game. Of course, it's baseball postseason, which has been incredible. So sorry. So sorry to San Francisco Giants fans out there. Look, uh, someone's got to (laughs) lose. Okay. Like, it it was a great series. I hate the way it ended. I hate when umpires or referees insert themselves into the story in that way. You hate to see it, but um, look, we're in LA, so I'm just going to be, I'm going to be Dodgers bias. <laughs> Ryan, Sorry. Ryan wants no part of these. He's not trying to hear any of this. You know what? It's just, you don't want a series to end that way. It's, it's like, you know, the blood, sweat and tears. You want it to be on the players and not on, not on the umpire. And, uh, you know, it just it sucks that it ended that way because then it's building excuses. Although I don't think it was going to jo- end in the Dodgers' favor, though. No, the Dodgers were going to win. Yes, they were. Uh, but but you, you still you don't a, play fifty nine minutes of a game. You know, yeah. it's a slightly awkward ending. Yes, but it was, it was a little weird. But I'm you know. sensing a little bit of uh, I don't care in that in the booth over there. <laughs> I'm sensing a little bit, a bit of t- tough breaks. <laughs> they won three titles in the 2010s. We'll let them add that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's it, it's rough for a den that way. But it was a great game and a great series. And the uh, the Dodgers move on. And we'll talk a little bit about these these referees and this taunting situation, which I, I can't. I just my brain is not able to process why this is a good idea. And I have already solved it. We'll talk about it later. But I, I already solved it for the NFL. So I don't know. They can just take my advice and not to pay me or anything. It's it's free. But let's talk about the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. We were talking about this a little bit on Speak for Yourself yesterday. I filled in with Marcellus Wiley and uh, and Rick Buecher. And I feel like Patrick Mahomes is very quickly getting going to kind of slid slid down the ladder a little bit. And look, um, the Chiefs have been struggling. I think it's more on the defense than on Patrick Mahomes. But Kyler's playing incredible MVP-level football. I think he should be the front-runner for the MVP right now. Obviously, his numbers back that up. But also, they're undefeated. And I think that how your team is playing is important when you're evaluating the MVP as much as your individual numbers. And then you have Justin Herbert, who's just, uh, I mean... Every time I see Justin Herbert have a good game, it's like it's like a little dagger. Cause, you know, Miami. And I'm just never gonna get over that. For the record, for the record, I did say I love Justin Herbert after the Rose Bowl. Colin and I were a little unsure. He didn't he didn't look like he was a hundred percent ready. And then the Rose Bowl, I saw things I didn't see in his college football career, and I was all in, but here we are. Anyway, Justin Herbert's playing out of his mind, and I'm really looking forward to seeing that game against Lamar Jackson this weekend. And then, of course, you have Tom Brady, who is, you know, defying Father Time. No one's ever defeated Father Time except for Tom Brady, who said this week, told Hannah Storm and Andrea Kramer, who do an excellent broadcast on Prime Video, by the way, on Thursday Night Football, uh, that he could play till he's like 55 if he wanted to. And at this point, I don't doubt anything Tom Brady says. He said he's probably not going to because he doesn't want to miss that time with his family, but... 
you know, there's just so much good quarterback play right now. And the way that the Chiefs are playing, it's very easy to forget that Patrick Mahomes is that dude. And look, you're not going to win a Super Bowl every single year. We tend to forget that even though Tom Brady went, you know, 4,000 times, he didn't win every time. He didn't go to the Super Bowl every single year. And we kind of get spoiled by what he has done in thinking that, you know, the Chiefs are going to be there every single year. Now they're always going to be contenders, and that's because of Patrick Mahomes. So I I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here with evaluating who the best quarterback is in the NFL right now. And obviously this is a nuanced conversation because it's a lot about preference. I haven't even mentioned Josh Allen, who (laughs) is – who I could – of all the things that I've been right about, which I'm – look – I'm right about a lot. I was really wrong about Josh Allen. And I can admit that. I can admit it. The Bills were extremely patient with him. He's got a great structure there and great coordinators. And that doesn't take away from what he's done because he's clearly put in the work to develop and become what he is right now. But I didn't see it. First two years, I feel like I wasn't alone. But (laughs) He was very raw coming out of Wyoming. He was raw, which is fine as a rookie. But I didn't I didn't see the upside to him. It's really has come on the last two years. Because I thought when they I'm like this. What I don't see anything from this guy. Yeah, that was me. I didn't see I didn't see I did not see it. But um, that's why I sit in a booth and talk about it on the microphone and don't and don't coach. But they you know, they deserve credit. The Buffalo Bills deserve credit for what they've done, what they've built there. They're an exciting watch. They're dominating everybody. I think that week one loss uh, was, you know, just what it is. You're not going to win every single game. Most most teams lose at some point throughout the season. So I don't want to overreact to that too much. They're the best team in the AFC, obviously. And, uh, well, I don't know. I think the Chargers would probably push back on that a little bit. But I think that they are. I think they're they the Bills and the Cardinals are the most complete teams to me, both sides of the ball right now. And yeah, so that's that's my point. I do, how are we going to evaluate who is the best quarterback in the NFL right now? Like, what is the criteria for that? Because I think when we're talking about Justin Herbert, we're talking about Lamar Jackson, we're talking about Kyler Murray, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen. I, I like if, if you have to pick right now what quarterback you're starting your organization with. Is that can we do that? Is that fair? That's a fair criteria, right? For how for who you're going to pick. So you have Tom Brady, who we don't know how much longer he's going to play, but I'm not predicting. So let's say he plays for five more years. Tom Brady for five more years. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, or Patrick Mahomes. Or Aaron Rodgers. I still think I'm going Patrick Mahomes. I still think I'm going Patrick Mahomes. Now listen, we're splitting hairs here, and it's I'm not being disrespectful to any of the other extreme talents that I just mentioned. Um, and, I, and I'm leaving guys out. I mean, we can we can go down the line even further, but I mean, he's a Super Bowl champ, already MVP of the league. He has already been paid. He's the only quarterback in NFL history to win an MVP in a Super Bowl before turning 25. He's the NFL career leader in passer rating, career leader in passing yards per game, 51 career starts with more passing touchdowns and passing yards than anyone in NFL history through that many starts. Most passing touchdowns, <laughs> like, I, I, like I, I still have to go with Patrick Mahomes. And I know everyone is going to freak out because the Chiefs are playing terribly and he's been trying to force things and 
I, I think that they, well, terribly is a kind of a stretch, but that, this is what this is why I think this game this weekend against Washington football team, who obviously has been in the news all week during the longest week in recorded human existence. I think this is a really big game for them. I think they really need to have a dominant performance. They're two and three right now. And that's kind of a scary place to be. And they got they got crushed by the Bills last week. In a game that everyone, certainly myself, thought was going to be much closer. Now, look, there was a delay and it was kind of a it's kind of a weird night, but there's there's no reason why, if you're a contender at this point, you should be losing like that. Um so and then you you know you lost to the Chargers and division. So the Chiefs are the Chiefs have a lot of work to do, but I still think if I'm building an organization with everyone full slate who I'm going with for like right now is still Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. I'm crazy, right? Maybe I'm crazy. No, that's a good choice. We've seen what Mahomes can do. It's solid. They're, they're going through a little lull right now. You know, the defense it's never been like locked down for Kansas City. Yeah, the defense has kind of always been the question there, but they've had their moments. Like it's they they kind of just take a little while to get rolling. I don't know if that's what's going to happen this year. I, I mean, in all fairness, Tampa Bay has some questions on the defensive side of the ball. They, Richard Sherman is now injured again. It's the fourth injury to their secondary. That's a big question moving forward um, into the postseason. Like the and I really believe that of all of these elite teams. And again, we're splitting hairs with who's the best here right now. I think it's going to be who's the healthiest because you remember there's another game this season. There's an extra game. So while in general, the healthiest teams are usually there, I think health is going to matter even more than it ever has before because of that extra game. So um, that's where we are right now uh, going into week six. A lot of uh, a lot of teams under under some pressure as we move into the Sunday slate of games, starting with Dolphins-Jacksonville tomorrow. I'll keep you updated on the college football scores throughout the show. LSU. LSU, look at you. 35-21. 10 minutes left in the third quarter. Texas is up 24-13 on Oklahoma State. Cincinnati up 35-7 on UCF. And Kentucky-Georgia kicks off in a little bit. Uh, along with Arizona, Colorado. Shout out Isaiah. It's my nephew. That's why we're talking about that. Yeah, I was like, why are we bringing up this random game with two unranked teams? <laughs> well, yeah, my nephew but that's play- really cool. My nephew plays for Arizona. Good, good so, for him. Um, so I'm going to give him some love in the family. That's is that why you do. went to that BYU-Arizona game? Too? That is why I went to the uh, BYU-Arizona game yeah, uh, for my nephew. I'm going to go to the USC game here um, in, I think, yeah, in two weeks. I'm debating if I dress up for that game because it's Halloween weekend. So I've I've already got two of my costumes planned. Uh, I'm a big Halloween person, big, big Halloween person. So I'm gonna have four costumes because anyone for Friday night, um, Saturday afternoon with you guys. Obviously, you're also encouraged to dress up. Iowa Sam and Ryan. I probably will. I don't know if that's your thing or not. Definitely, I won't be judging because I will be in full costume. Um, I so so the question is like, do I go to the game dress up? Like, do I be that crazy auntie and dress up for the game? I don't know. Well, if I could quote the great Jonas Knox, who's here on this network, um, you could dress as an empty seat and not even go. Oh. That's a joke. Yeah. I don't think I can do that. I can't bail on him there. Uh, We'll talk to Courtney Fallon, Bad Signal Podcast, coming up next on the Joy Taylor Show on Fox Sports Radio. But first, let's get to what's trending. Well, and a lot of people are already wearing that costume at the USC game, Sam. 
Yeah, that was about USC, not <laughs> Arizona. They're the visiting team. Yes. No doubt, no doubt. Well, lots of college football going on today, including uh, number three Cincinnati showing a dominant side. 35-7, they lead UCF's 540 to play in the third quarter of that contest. The Bearcats just crushing the, the, the Knights right now. Jerome Ford, four touchdowns on the ground. 525 to play in the third quarter, and number 10 Michigan State has taken a 10-9 lead over Indiana with a third quarter field goal, but very low scoring game there for the undefeated Spartans. Number 12, Oklahoma State playing at number 25, Texas, and the Longhorns with a 24-16 lead over the Cowboys. Tanner Browns just hit a 21-yard field goal for Oklahoma State to bring it a little bit closer. Number 17, Arkansas hosting Auburn, and the Razorbacks getting exposed a little bit. 28-17, the Tigers over Arkansas, 4-16 to play in the third quarter. And speaking of exposure, yeah, not a good day for number 20. Florida is there in the Bayou. LSU, 35-21 over the Gators, 942 to play in the third quarter of that contest. And number 21, Texas A&M cruising at Missouri, 28-14. That's with 249 to play in the third quarter. Coming up today, we do have the Major League Baseball postseason. 4.20 Eastern Time, Game 2 of the American League Championship Series. Boston playing at Houston. The Astros have a 1-0 series lead there. And it's the opener in the NLCS. The Dodgers playing at Atlanta. That will be at 8.08 Eastern. But right now, we take it back. It's college football on this Saturday with a whole lot of joy. Thank you. Brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. I was in Las Vegas last Saturday for the Wilder Fury fight. Best fight I've ever been to in my life. It was incredible. Uh, nothing like a heavyweight fight. Um, and almost went the distance. And it was, a, it was a thing of beauty. Very emotional space in that T-Mobile arena watching those two Two giants go at it. But let's go out to Courtney Fallon of the Bad Signal podcast. Courtney, thank you so much for joining us today on the Joy Taylor Show. Thank you for having me. It's a blast. I got to say, that was one of the best boxing boxing matches I saw last week. No more this ticky-tack TikTok stuff. That was like real hardcore boxing. <laughs> I haven't seen that in a while. Is that a, is that a jab? Uh, another um, Another pun at Jake Paul? I, what did he tweet out that Wilder or Fury was uh, was finally able and, and earned his shot to fight him? I mean, he's a good he's a good boxer, but I just I, I just don't buy the entire public relations media circus that surrounds his boxing talent. If he wants to be a real athlete, join in and and leave the rest of the the kitty stuff behind with the TikTok and the social Oh, media. I disagree. I am on the complete other side of you on that because I really believe, I, I mean, I love boxing. I love UFC. Um, I believe very much that half of the boxing, certainly boxing because they don't have, you know, Dana White and UFC backing them, but it's, it, it is as important. Half of the fight game is selling the fight. You don't yeah. have, you know, season ticket holders. You don't have merchandise, you know, like it's not, I mean, you do, but not to the level of like NFL or NBA, you know, these MLB, these leagues. So the money is in 
pay-per-view is selling the fight. So you have to be entertaining, at the very least interesting. And if you're neither one of those things, you better be the best ever. So I dis- I completely disagree on that. I-, I get it. I get why purists get annoyed with him. And listen, I'm not like a- an apologist for them. I just understand the hustle. Like, I don't have to watch the Kardashian show to understand why they're billionaires. Somebody's watching that show. So yeah. so for me, not to just like completely derail on this this boxing rant, but yeah, for me, I believe in that. Like I believe however much you irritate people into watching or however much you motivate people into watching, you got to get people to buy that fight, however it is that works for you. And that's what works for him. Well, so here's the other problem as we finish up our boxing conversation that's totally off the cuff. But the problem is, I mean, there is a young fighter that's out of Baltimore. His name is Geronti Davis. I, I love him. He's a he's a strong, fast jab, uh, light middleweight uh, title contender. But you want them to fight the undefeated as well. So I mean, there is so much politics in in money involved in each of these fighters getting together and and battling each other. But for two undefeated to go at each other, the money is not enough because you're not just planning one fight. You have to plan the second fight and then the rematch. You right. know, I mean, there's so much. There's so much around it, and, you know, hopefully this is the start of Tyson, you know, uh, Wilder Fury fight is the start of the return of the boxing game because, I, I, you know, for years they have just been looking for new life in the sport, and hopefully there can be more of an attention on it. You know, I, 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 just, I just thought that that was, um, uh, it was, it was just incredibly entertaining, and it was pure. It, it, was pure. Pure it, it was pure. It was brilliant. It was special to be there because that's a reminder of what a real heavyweight fight can be and feel like. Yeah. And, you know, the sensibility and romanticism of it, uh, not to get all poetic on everybody on a Saturday afternoon. But that's what it was. <laughs> um, all right. So we can talk about this for the next 30 minutes, but let's get into a little football. Um, Courtney yeah. Fallon, the Bad Signal podcast, joining me on the Joy Taylor Show on Fox Sports Radio. All right. Cowboys Patriots. I am taking the Cowboys and the points this weekend. Convince me that I'm going to make a lot of money. Yeah, there's no way that the Patriots are even remotely going to cover or backdoor cover, especially just given how poorly they came out and played against a bad team in the Houston Texans, allowed them to run all over the field, losing, uh, you know, the battle of quarterbacks. Devin McCourty at safety said it was one of his worst games. Uh, you know, just a lot of people, a lot of players in that secondary out of position. And um, luckily this week, they have somewhat of a greater challenge. Uh, you know, they always say, Typically in sports, you play down to your competition. But I mean, man, is this team something to, to, to battle with? Dan Quinn has really revamped that Cowboys defense. There is a tremendous amount of respect in the Patriots locker room for Dak Prescott. And I mean, listen, he brought his team, his four and one runaway favorite for comeback player of the year. I mean, uh, not even worth touching those odds. I think he's minus 450. Right. But, uh, you know, Dak Prescott, he's second in the league in completion percentage, he's first and third down rating. But the key to this is that, Joy, he's, he's getting rid of the football so fast that it's really giving the defense a hard time to make decisions. And he's really good at recognizing the blitz. And he's got these speedy wide receivers on either side and Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. The Patriots are going to have their hands full. And I think that the only way that they are going to even remotely keep up with this is it, it, with, the, with this Cowboys offense is, you know, if they get really smart with the blitz, the reason, it's, it's the Tom Brady treatment. You know, they're not going to be blitz-heavy the entire time. They might 
blitz half the time. Uh, they're going to rush three and four, spread out, muddy the waters down the field. But, I mean, even that, I don't really have very much confidence, Joy, in this Patriots team and their ability to, you know, put together a scheme, uh, a scheme that's going to stop a high-powered offense like the Dallas Cowboys. So, to answer your question, yes, uh, that is one of my locks of the week, that Dallas minus four, um, you know, I just, I, I think that that line could be even greater. I, I think they're going to, to, it's, they're going to run away with it in New England tomorrow. We're talking to Courtney Fallon of the Bad Signal podcast. Make sure you go and subscribe to that. All right. So you mentioned Tom Brady. Got to, got to work Tom Brady in here. He is, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he's looking good, Courtney. Uh, he said, he told Hannah Storm and Andrew Kramer this week he could play until he's 55. He's not going to. But what do you, so it, it's not the Tom Brady that's my question with Tampa Bay right now. Cause I kind of feel like we're like, marginalizing Tampa Bay like eh, well yeah we have the Chargers and we have the Ravens and you know we have the Bills and the Cardinals and we're kind of just like not paying a lot of attention to Tampa Bay but I think for me my questions with Tampa Bay are on the defensive side of the ball particularly the secondary yeah yeah well uh you saw what happened when you pull an old guy off the street right credit to Richard Sherman uh soft tissue issues are Issues that have to do with not lack of flexibility and hydration, and that's on the athlete, and they all know that. But you can't just pull guys. This is not like uh, the 2008 championship Boston Celtics team where they pulled P.J. Brown off the street in the middle <laughs> of the uh, All-Star weekend. Paul Pierce is like, get in the car. You're coming on the team. You can't really do that in the football season. Uh, these guys are getting older. They, you know, Sean Murphy Bunting is on, on injured reserve for, for Tampa Bay. Their defense is not great. However, they have the ability to score points and keep up with teams. You've seen what happened to the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, first of all, the Kansas City Chiefs are one of the more unsurprising storylines of this year. I've been saying this for almost a, a, a full calendar year of football. They've been 2-13-1 against the spread, and that defense is falling apart. And when you, when you don't get proper quarterback play or you're not having Tom Brady play at the top of his game, which luckily he is right now, they're going to be great. But, you know, I, I just I, I think that Tom in itself, and I've spoken to a few reporters down there, Rick Stroud, who, uh, who works for Pewter Report, is an excellent reporter, is always covering everything with the Tampa Bay Bucks and breaking news. And I think the reason that things are working for Tom down there is because he's the de facto GM. He called yeah. Richard Sherman before Jason Light, the GM, got to call him. Uh, you know, he's, he's making sure that Antonio Brown is at the top of his game. He's, uh, he is the coach, the coordinator. He's everything behind the mastermind there. And he's giving himself the ability to stretch his, uh, you know, his, his athletic ability uh, throughout the week. It's not, there's no demanding. There's no, uh, you know, everything that he's doing is working because he's doing it his way. And even though Bruce Arians doesn't want to hear that, and certainly Jason Light doesn't like when he says that Tom Brady is a de facto GM, but it's true. So as long as he has everything somewhat in control there and, and, and he's giving his peace of mind and he's playing at the top of his game, which it's just even, it's scary to the NFL and NFL defense is going forward. So, we're talking to Courtney Fallon on the Joy Taylor Show. So the Dolphins, too, is back um, this, <laughs> this Sunday against Jacksonville in London. I think that these, these next, let's call it uh, six or seven games, are going to determine whether Tua is the quarterback next year. Obviously, they have Jacksonville tomorrow morning. Uh, this is a game I think Jacksonville could steal. 
Um, yep. But the Dolphins should win convincingly. Then they have the Falcons. The Bills, obviously, we assume they're going to get smoked. But then they have the Texans. Ravens is another tough one. The Jets, Panthers, Giants, and Jets. So if they don't get some momentum going in these next couple weeks with Tua, I think that it's the end of the road. Now, whether that's fair or not is a whole other conversation, but that's what I think is happening. Well, let me ask you this. Would you fire, would you fire Chris Greer? Would you fire one of the coaches before you bench your quarterback? Yeah, uh, No. I'm not. I mean, Chris Greer has a lot has left a lot to be desired with some of these picks and yeah. and some of the management. So I do think he is fully within it's within a good space to be critical of him. I'm not moving off Brian Flores. Absolutely not. Um, no, I, I would never. I would never. I'm yeah. just saying some of the you know some of the. I mean, just some of the pieces inside of there. If this is if this is a, a shift that needs to be mended, and Flores for as great as he is, and I mean he's brought really the intensity, and I think that's a really big loss for at least. Patriots players and, and the way that the Patriots scheme runs. When, when, when Flores was with the New England system, the, the defense was very physical. You know, I mean, they were physical and they drew to the line of scrimmage. I mean, they were great. And I think that what he has going on down there is, is working to some extent. But I mean, I, 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 yeah, I, this is the end of the line. I mean, this is, this is really a, a big, big litmus test for Tua. And it's, does he have the capability of, you know, of being healthy, of staying healthy? Uh, it worries me with that offensive line, keeping his jersey clean, because uh, this guy clearly cannot sustain the hits of yeah. uh, other, other quarterbacks. So whether it's a size thing or um, uh, if he's just sensitive like a little lamb. I, I, some players are just well, more I mean, sensitive he was, than others. He was injured a lot in college, which was my question about him um, coming out in the draft. But uh, we got to run. Courtney, thank you so much for stopping by. I really appreciate it. Make sure you check out Courtney Fallon's podcast, Bad Signal Podcast. She has lots of great picks. Win you some money. I love that you endorse my Cowboys pick. I feel good about it now. And uh, make sure you go and subscribe. Thank you so much, Courtney. Thanks, Joy. Thanks for having me. When we come back on the Joy Taylor Show on Fox Sports Radio, we will get into Odell and the Browns. There's always a conversation. How do we work in Odell? I just don't think it fits. We'll talk about that next. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... 
and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Welcome back. Joy Taylor show on Fox Sports Radio. Beautiful Saturday afternoon. Thank you to Courtney Fallon of the Bad Signal podcast. Could have talked to her about that boxing stuff for like two hours. <laughs> boxing is just one of those things. Boxing and, and UFC. But I think boxing maybe even more because, you know, we all have our preferences with that. And it's just, it is, it is kind of a romantic sport where we have these expectations of how things are supposed to go and it's just it's so violent that we have to put a little you know put something around it to kind of protect how we feel about it so you get passionate about it i understand why people get upset about the jake paul thing i'm not like team paul or something i just get it i get i can't be outraged about things that i understand um, and, and I don't even necessarily don't like it. Like I, I want villains. I'm a weirdo and I root for villains in the movies and, and not because I want them to win, but because you, you got to have a good villain to have a good story. As good as the hero is, the villain's got to be that bad. And, you know, I think in the fighting game that that's, that's really important. We'll talk to AJ Ross. She'll be on the sidelines for, Ravens Chargers tomorrow in Baltimore get her thoughts on that um she's a Pittsburgh girl so we both you know we both had experiences with Cleveland I actually think she was she did a Cleveland game um this year the sidelines for a Cleveland game this year but of course the Odell conversation is has been brought back up because we talk about it every year since he's been there how do we get Odell involved how do we get Odell back to being Odell and, uh, I mean, the reality is the Cleveland Browns have found a way to marginalize Odell, and he was asked about being worked into the game plan again this week. I can't sit there and lie like I don't want the ball. Like, like I tell you, every time I get up here, I'm, they don't play James Harden for defense. You know what I mean? He's a shooter. Like I, I feel like I'm a shooter, you know. Uh, I know that I bring a lot of teaching, a lot of attention um, to defenses on the other end, and other people are going to be open. Look. This is not Odell's fault. 
some things in life are have enough fault to go around. It's, some of it is on the Browns. Some of it is on Odell not being healthy. Some of it is on the limitations that Baker has as a quarterback. Not that I don't think Baker is a franchise quarterback because I do, but everyone has their own skill set. And what Baker does and what the Browns do on offense is not conducive to what Odell Beckham Jr. does. And that's why this has never worked because that's not what the Browns do. The Browns run the ball and they have to keep Baker under a certain amount of attempts, and that's the formula for how they win games, and it works. So don't mess up things that work, and they have finally leaned into that. They finally have an identity, and the reason that we continue to talk about that is because it's Odell, and I get it. I want Odell to be great, too. I miss the Odell days from New York. I miss him being the crazy, outrageous fun superstar that he is capable of being, but it's not going to happen in Cleveland. And I wish that everyone would just shake hands, acknowledge that it didn't work and move on. And it just feels like there's this energy in Cleveland that they got to like force this. Like we were right. Like you weren't, you weren't. (laughs) And you marginalize Odell Beckham Jr. And he would just imagine him with the Chargers. Imagine him with the Bills. It would be magical. We deserve that. Give this to us, Cleveland. We deserve this. Okay. It's, it's not anyone's fault. Uh, it's just this conversation every single year, and it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But we will talk to A.J. Ross coming up in a few minutes at the top of the hour. The big matchup this weekend, Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert, she will be there. And we'll also talk to Jeremy Kelly of the Buffalo Bills, uh, formerly works with Buffalo Bills, <laughs> former NFL wide receiver, next on The Joy Taylor Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The wait is over. 
The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Welcome to the Joy Taylor Show on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Joy Taylor, college football Saturday is shaping up to be a tight one. LSU 42, Florida 35. A little under 14 minutes left in that game. And Oklahoma State is down two to Texas, 24-22. Texas with eight minutes left in that game. And Michigan State, 17-15. So all these games very close, getting down to the wire. Very exciting. I think this is going to be a, a big one for LSU. A lot of conversation about Ogeron there. So we'll see how that one finishes out. It is week six in the NFL. We talked to Courtney Fallon of the Bad Signal podcast earlier, and now we are joined by my friend A.J. Ross of CBS Sports. Welcome, A.J. You are in Baltimore right now. I am. I am so excited. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on, A.J. You can catch A.J. tomorrow on the sidelines of this big matchup between the Ravens and the Chargers. And she has a new show, Beyond Limits, which we will talk about in just a few minutes. Um, She's one of the best. And let's start with talking about this matchup. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's the marquee matchup of the weekend. Uh, what's, What's the energy like there in Baltimore going against the Chargers? They're rolling right now. Yeah, it's been something I've been anticipating for a few weeks now. I agree. It's definitely the best matchup of the weekend, in my humble opinion. You know, two amazing young quarterbacks going head-to-head for the first time, two gutsy coaches in these two teams. They seem to like to pull out these victories at the final seconds of a game. So I really think you got to get your popcorn ready. And although we're pairing up these quarterbacks, comparing and contrasting, it's really going to come down to these defenses, too, who have both been struggling in different ways. So that will be the deciding factor, I think, tomorrow. So there's always this conversation about Lamar Jackson, which I find to be really strange at this point, like this idea that he can't throw the ball and he's like, you know, just kind of this niche quarterback. And I've never understood it, but it's always been a thing. I do think that that win against the Colts last weekend, though, did a lot to help silence the haters, at least in respect to he can't come back in a win. Absolutely. And it's, you know, haters are going to hate. It seems like all the haters and people who wanted to put him in some box that he just does not fit into any definitive box because you haven't seen a guy like this in the league before. Everybody's backpedaling this week or they're completely silent. And I just find it like incredibly amusing. And in fact, I spoke with Lamar via Zoom a couple hours ago and I asked him about his Monday night performance, shutting everybody up. And he was really modest still. Um, basically saying he's just focused on football. He doesn't listen to the outside chatter. But he also added in people are still going to say what they want behind closed doors. So, you know, they don't really know how to even compare him to anybody else, but like Michael Vick in the past. But he's literally breaking records every week. He's like different, different. You know, you talk about the Monday night game, 442 yards, 86% completion rate. He rushed for 62 yards. This man is, like, unbelievable. This isn't normal stuff, but we're kind of taking him for granted in many ways because it's so unprecedented. We're talking to A.J. Ross on the Joy Taylor Show. Follow her on social media at A.J. Ross underscore TV. She'll be on the sidelines for Chargers Ravens tomorrow. So Justin Herbert has exploded. 
Uh, a lot of people are calling him the best quarterback in the league right now. What's your impression of him? No question. He's extremely talented, and he's the best kind of anomaly, if you will, because, I mean, you look across the board at rookie quarterbacks this season. He won rookie of the year last year. Like, what he's been able to do from carrying over last year into this year is really amazing. He didn't hit some sort of learning curve that most rookie QBs or young QBs seem to hit. And, um, you know, he took over for Tyrod. That was a crazy circumstance. But he's a force to be reckoned with. And even when you look back to last season with, I believe it was seven games, the Chargers lost by one possession, you could argue like he's been molded by the fire, right? Like he's really had to deal with some pressure situations out the gate and carrying over into this year. So everyone around the league I've talked to has a great deal of respect for his arm strength, his poise in the pocket, being able to deal under pressure, like I just mentioned, and his ability to even throw on the run. So, uh, yeah, the best part is he hasn't even peaked yet. So I don't, I don't know where the ceiling is for Justin Herbert either. I'm so excited for this game tomorrow. So the, there's so much great quarterback play in the NFL right now. You're getting two of them in Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson. You've got Kyler Murray. You've got Josh Allen, Tom Brady at age 474. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, Aaron, we're not even talking about Aaron Rodgers. Like, it's, it, it goes on and on. Um, who is the MVP to you right now? Okay, so... What so frontrunner? I'm sorry, as a Pittsburgh girl, I am still going to stand by Lamar. And hear me out. The Ravens have 17 guys on IR... They're starting running back got injured before this even even started. Um, again, just this past Monday, he rushed for 62 yards. The rest of the running backs had a combined 24 yards. The Ravens defense has been inconsistent this season, and everyone on this team that we spoke to leading up to this game will admit they've stayed in these games and or won them on Lamar's shoulders. So going forward, as they you know work through stuff with their secondary, their inside linebackers. Um, clearly their run game needs some work apart from Lamar. He's been their one few consistent and especially during crunch time. So I got to give it to him. I, you know, we're me and AJ are both from Pittsburgh. So anytime we say anything nice about any other team in the AFC North, we have to, <laughs> we have to preface it so that we can keep we our did. card. <laughs> to go back home. So I can go home. I got to go home. Yeah. <laughs> we got to be careful. Um, so I, I think Patrick Mahomes is kind of being forgotten because, you know, the chiefs are two and three and have been playing terribly. And, and I, I think he's being a little disrespected right now, but they have been struggling this year. Uh, what do you think the issue is? Their defense is a huge factor and uh, turnovers. What they had four turnovers last time out. And you can't be in these close games and give up so many yards and lose the turnover battle. Like that math is just not mathing. And I think their cumulative turnover margin is minus seven and only the Jags are worse. You definitely don't want to be in the same company as the Jags, like especially, you know, this season, the past few seasons. So uh, yeah, the, Chiefs have some things they got to work through, but to your point, having Pat Mahomes, like they can easily turn this around. It's still very early in the season, you know. Usually around December is when I think most teams are like really alarmed with you know things going left, and we're not there yet. Now we're talking to AJ Ross. You were in London last week. You had Jets Falcons, correct? I did. Uh, what did you think? Amazing time. Um, yes. Yeah, so well, it looked it looked very fun. London is on my list of uh, places to visit. Um, it looked amazing. What did you think of Zach Wilson? Zach is still learning, and I think, you know, Jets fans, uh, you know, it was due that they would get very excited with the win over, you know, an injured Titans team, 
Zach showed flashes of some of what he could potentially do on a consistent basis, but then he seemed to revert back a bit in London. And, you know, something that even Zach has mentioned is, you know, the game slowing down for him. I go back to what I said before about looking quarterbacks. The speed of this game is just entirely different when you get to this level, deciphering coverages. And, you know, all that is just not coming second nature to him yet. So, you know, Robert Sala was even saying, like, when he is not overthinking, you know, he can just play and he's a different type of QB, but that's not where he's at right now. So it's really just going to be, you know, time will tell with Zach. And he's not, again, alone. Look across the board with the rest of the rookie QBs in the league. So AJ and I are both from Pittsburgh, and I've been dying to ask you about this all day. So we had Mm -hmm. Albert Breer on the herd yesterday, and we were discussing Mike. We were Well, actually, we were discussing what the Raiders are going to do at the head coaching position, because obviously they have uh, Rick Passaccia right now as the interim uh, head coach, but they're going to have to hire a new head coach. And Albert floated the idea that they might go big game hunting and that Mike Tomlin might be someone that they would go after. No, the Steelers aren't letting Tomlin go. They've only had what three coaches in the entire franchise history. Tomlin hasn't gone below 500 in 14, 15 seasons. Hopefully that doesn't, this isn't the first season that that, uh, you know, streak breaks. I don't see that happening. So that's, um, that's far fetched in my opinion. I think so too, but Albert's point was that they have been going kind of, you know, year to year with his contract. So that it could be something that they would, you know, try and, and, you know, recruit him for. And obviously they are going to want to, you know, move the organization in a different direction. Um, so you think that there's like 0% chance that happens? I do. And I also, you know, to the Raiders organization credit, they've always been pretty progressive in their hiring practices. So there's plenty of other coaches, especially coaches of color, that they could consider for that position. They don't need to come over into Pittsburgh and, you know, um, steal our coach. We're good. We're good. I just took a big drink of coffee when he said that. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I was like, I don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to speak it up. Let's just say, let's move on. Uh, That's not happening. Crazier things have happened in the past year and a half. So I don't ever say anything can't happen anymore. But I'm with you. The Steelers don't move on from coaches. And, and like, there's there would be no reason to. Um, Obviously, yeah. it would be, have to be a, a, quite the recruiting pitch. But I wanted to ask you about it. And overhaul to that point too like the Steelers are struggling on multiple fronts to then just you know get a new coach in the midst of all that makes zero sense to me right so lastly speaking about the Steelers struggling um it looks like it's the last year for Ben Roethlisberger I mean it's 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 pretty obvious that this is where this is what we've reached um he's had an incredible career so it's nothing anything away from him but all roads come to an end and they have the Steelers. They have the Seahawks this week. I actually think they'll win this weekend. Um, you know, Seahawks obviously without Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. But Aaron Rodgers has been flirting a lot. He was definitely flirting. We all know what flirting looks like. All right, he was definitely right. flirting with Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin was definitely flirting with him. He's talked about <laughs> Pittsburgh a lot. Now I know he does his hit with M- Pat McAfee, who is also a fellow Yinzer. But mm-hmm. he does talk a lot about Pittsburgh, and it would make a lot of sense because if I don't believe he's going to be in Green Bay next year. I think it's over. I think it's the last dance. I think he's just being, a, you know, he's doing what he needs to do this year, being present for the Packers. But I think when the season's over, he's moving on. They don't want to send him to an NFC team. So there's not really a lot of options 
for him, the Steelers make a lot of sense. Can you see that? I can see that more than Tomlin going to the Raiders, yes. And I, I'm hesitant to even, like, jump on this bandwagon because this has been floated around for some time, even before the recent flirting, right? even back to last year, right? But uh, I think the Steelers are just in a really bad position with how they structured Ben's contract. They're clearly not going to go to Mason Rudolph after this. I don't know what the future plans are for Dwayne Haskins, but he's definitely not starting either. So to go for a vet over looking at the draft next year isn't out of the realm of possibilities. Now, will our cap be able to handle like an Aaron Rodgers? Would that actually come to fruition? I don't know. I don't want to get like my personal hopes up, but you know, I would believe that more than I would believe Tomlin leaving the franchise and going elsewhere. Well, I'm going crazy on it, AJ. I love it. I am like manifesting this. Uh, I need it to happen. I would be absolutely incredible. So I'm going to just let my imagination run wild and forget the cap stuff. But um, I I think it's just very interesting, especially because I don't think he's going to be there next year. So you have a new show on CBS, Beyond Limits. Tell us about it. It's a half hour show on CBS that highlights athletes of color in underrepresented sports like fencing, golf, snowboarding hockey, you know, spaces you don't normally see a lot of diversity or representation. So I think the dopest part is like they're not only owning these spaces, but they're brick brick by brick paving the way for young kids to follow. So it's just cool being a conduit of sorts and like shining a light on what they're doing. And they're also advocates for change. So it's really cool. Make sure you check out AJ Ross this weekend's Chargers Ravens. She'll be on the sideline there. She's the best and check out her new show beyond limits on cbs as well follow her on social media at aj ross underscore tv thank you so much enjoy the game this weekend and uh i know you're secretly manifesting this rogers thing too i know (laughs) (laughs) i'll talk to pope ginger i met him earlier this season so we'll put it in his prayer basket (laughs) exactly thank you aj you're listening to the joy taylor show on fox sports radio when we come back i was out of my mind on Thursday night, not just because of the way that uh, the Dodgers-Giants series ended, but there's something else going on with referees that the NFL has to change immediately on the other side. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Welcome back. Joy Taylor Show on Fox Sports Radio. A wild college football Saturday. Thank you to A.J. Ross for joining us. She's going to be on the sidelines for that Chargers-Ravens game, which I'm looking forward to. Also to Courtney Fallon, the Bad Signal podcast. If you missed any of the show today, we'll post the podcast after the show so you can check it all out. We'll talk to Jeremy Kelly. He works with Buffalo Bills now, former NFL wide receiver. Buffalo Bills, looking good, man. They're looking solid. Oklahoma State up 32-24 on Texas. Cincinnati's blowing out UCF. Michigan State up 20-15 on Indiana. And <laughs> and LSU, Florida is tied at 42. <laughs> Hope you took the over in that game. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, we'll keep you updated with all those scores and get you the updates uh, at the bottom of the hour where we will also talk to Jeremy. But uh, I do Thursday Night Football on Prime Video with Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah on the Scouts feed. And uh, we were losing our minds during this game, the Eagles-Bucks game. So if you didn't get a chance to see, the, the Eagles the Eagles had a lot of momentum. They scored 15 unanswered points to come back against Tampa Bay, which a game that nobody really thought they were going to be in. And for in all fairness, they struggled for most of the game. And there was a little under six minutes to go, and there was a taunting penalty called on Jannard Avery, who tackled Leonard Fournette, stood up, kind of yelled in, in Lenny's face a little bit. Uh, it was more of an emotional moment to me, but the NFL has changed the taunting penalties, which has opened the door for these very subjective calls from referees and... Of course, they called that, and that was 15 yards and a first down for Tampa, and the Bucks wound up clinching the game 28-22 on that drive. Well, Nick Sirianni, who I'm coming around to a lot, uh, he talked about what he could do to prevent that from happening after the game. 
That's first on me. Uh, I got to do a better job of cleaning up all those things. Uh, we know that we can't make those self-inflicted wounds. I know that. They know that. We'll continue to harp on that. We'll continue to work to get it right. But again, that was un- that was unacceptable, and that falls on me first. And so uh, I got to do a better job of getting everybody doing the right things out there and keeping our composure out there. It's very nice of Nick to say, but here's the reality. Um, and that's what he's got to say in that in that spot. Like he can't. He's not going to get fined over that, obviously. And and for what? The NFL's got to change this. And look, the NFL's very good about pivoting and then pivoting again and fixing things. They'll fix things midseason. They'll change rules midseason. I wasn't outraged about the taunting penalty rule when it was announced before the season. Everyone else was kind of alarmed by it and, you know, talking about no fun league and all this stuff. It didn't move me like that because I didn't think it was going to be this outrageous. But so far this season, there's been 17 taunting penalties called including that one on Thursday night. There were 11 all last season. It's ridiculous. And it's ridiculous to put these referees in a spot where they have to make a subjective call about what they think is too much or crossing the line. And if the true purpose, if the true soul of this rule is to keep things under control, to keep things like what happened with Miles Garrett's and Mason Rudolph from never happening again. If that's what it is, then do what the NBA did. And and I've I've said this before, so like I'm just going to keep reiterating this because this is the solution. This is the answer to this problem. And it's what the NBA did, and it's very obvious, and it's exactly what the NFL should do. If that's the purpose of this rule. If it's not just, you know, uh, a bunch of old guys who are like, yeah, so I got to play the game the right way. If it's not that which obviously would be silly because that's not what the NFL is, then the answer is make the penalty for getting in a brawl so egregious and so outrageous and so obvious that no one would dare risk it because that's what they did in the NBA. That's how they solved the malice in the palace situation. They made it so, so impossible for you to get involved in a fight you get suspended multiple games. You lose game checks. It's it, it's not at all worth it to actually throw a punch and be involved in a fight. And if all the players know that, then it will eliminate it. And you won't have to have these penalties put these referees in a spot where they have to throw a flag that actually affects the game when someone is exhibiting some emotion. It's insanity. Like this this penalty, you can say whatever you want about Philadelphia. Maybe they would have won. Maybe they wouldn't have. But we won't know because this penalty crushed through the momentum, gave the Buccaneers a first down and 15 yards. It actually affected the outcome of a game. And, and, and a, a moment of emoting, because it was nothing more than that. He didn't shove him. He didn't step over him. He didn't spit on him. He didn't put his hand in his mask. He just yelled. And it affected the outcome of the game. Now, what's going to happen is this is going to happen in a big moment. It's going to affect someone's season. It's going to affect the outcome of a playoff game or something like that. And fans are going to absolutely lose their minds. And it's avoidable because if the purpose of the, of the penalty is to keep things under control, then make the, penalty, make the penalty after the game so outrageous that no one would ever dare do it. We all have things in our careers and our jobs that we know if we cross that line, the penalty for doing that is going to affect us so much that we don't even have we don't even have the option 
in our brains to go to that space because we know what the punishment for it will be. That's all you have to do. You don't have to put it in the referee's hands to make a call that's going to affect the actual outcome of the game because someone has showed some emotion. It's ridiculous. And I'm so on everyone's side what they were at the beginning of the season now. I did not think it was going to get to this point. It has. It absolutely sucks. They have to change the rule. Now, the NFL is really good about that. So I do think that that's what the answer is. It's a very easy solve. And let's get back to just watching games and not putting this in the hands of referees. It was it was really disappointing to see and, and not cool at all. Um, so we have the outcome of some of the games now. Uh, Oklahoma State, that game is over against Texas. Oklahoma State wins 32-24. to Texas A&M, 35-14 over Missouri. Still have three minutes, 30 seconds left in the LSU Florida game, but LSU has scored again. They are up 48 42 on Florida at this point. I am uh, I'm rooting for, sorry, Gators fans, but I never really root for Gators anyway, but um, I'm rooting for LSU in this spot. I want, I want to see Ogeron stay there. Um, so they are up 49 49 42 on Florida right now. Three minutes, 30 seconds left in that game. We'll talk to Jeremy Kelly. Uh, he works with the Buffalo Bills, former NFL wide receiver, about some of the week six slates coming up. Thank you to Courtney Fallon and AJ Ross. Uh, later on, I will give you my picks. I think it was Joy's favorite five. Someone tweeted me. I should find out who this is. I lost it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to my friend who listens to the show every week. I will find your name in the break and I will give you credit for reminding me. I apologize about that. Thank you to everyone who's been hanging out with us today. On this beautiful Saturday afternoon, really looking forward to these games this weekend. We're starting to really see these teams shape out, see who the real contenders are, and uh, see some of the teams that I was much higher on that are now falling apart. But let's get to what's trending. And it is a lot of games going final. You mentioned it, Joy, a number 12 Oklahoma State Outscores Texas 19 to nothing from mid-third quarter through the fourth quarter. They come back big. Steve Sarkeesian is showing a penchant for losing games. 32-24, they beat number 25, Texas. As the saying goes, they won't be number 25 anymore. Uh, Number 17, Arkansas, probably headed out of the poll as well. Auburn dominates the Razorbacks. 38-23, Bo Nix, 292 yards passing. Threw for two scores, ran for another. Number 21, Texas Tech, also a winner as they beat, or not Texas Tech, number 21, Texas A&M, a winner 35-14 over Missouri. Now, 3.30 to play in the fourth quarter. LSU takes the lead back. Max Johnson, a one-yard touchdown pass to Jare Jenkins. 49-42, the Tigers over the number 20 Gators, 3.30 to play. In the fourth quarter, 148 to go in the fourth. Number three, Cincinnati. The beatdown is almost over for UCF. 56-21, the Bearcats dominant in this game. And number 10, Michigan State. A field goal extends their lead to 20-15 over Indiana. That's at 3.56 to play in the fourth quarter. The Spartans with the ball and trying to run the clock out. About to get started. Number one, Georgia hosting number 11, Kentucky. Number two, Iowa hosting Purdue. Both getting underway in the next few minutes. And, of course, coming up at 4 420 Eastern time, 
Game two in the ALCS. Houston hosting Boston. The Astros taking game one of the American League Championship Series. But now, let's get back to it. It's Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy, Taylor. Thank you to Ralph Irvin for that's what's trending updates. A lot going on. College football slate. And, of course, week six NFL. And as he mentioned, we are in postseason baseball as well. So it's just jam-packed sports weekends. I'll never take it for granted again. Love it. Just take up all my time. Uh, everything I have to do is just sit in front of a TV. I love it. And I love it. I love it. Let's go out to Jeremy Kelly. Thank you, Jeremy, for or JK. Jeremy, JK, for, for joining us. Uh, follow him on social media at JK underscore Kelly. Uh, thank you for joining us, for making time for us. I think you're on vacation right now, so I'm sorry for interrupting you. <laughs> no. Not at all, Joy. It's good to be on with you. Uh, yeah, out here in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, going to catch a little college football tonight. Utah, Arizona State should be a good little matchup. Pac-12 action. Yeah, that's fun. I love Park City. Beautiful place. It's, it's, it's gorgeous. I tell you what, I, I, I just left Buffalo uh, yesterday, and we're getting like this crazy heat wave. It's been close to eighty degrees, and I came out here, and it was a low of eighteen. So I was feeling it. it I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. feeling. That's a yeah. turnaround. Uh, yeah, L.A. refuses fall. It's just refused fall. Every single day I wake up thinking that it's it's autumn and it's not. It's it's like 90 okay, degrees so right now in the valley. So you'll, I, get no, you'll get no pity from me. Yeah. I know what's coming out there on the East Coast. So <laughs> that's, in, that, in sunshine. That is true. Buffalo weather is coming whether, uh, whether you like it or not. And the Buffalo Bills, who you work with, have looked incredible this season. I mean, they had a great season last year, but what's been the biggest improvement last year to this year with the Buffalo Bills? You know what? I, 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 obviously, we have we have a handful of personnel that have returned, right? Anytime you can add some longevity to a core group of players, you're going to see success. And I'm going to be honest, this all didn't start last year. Um, you know, I, I'm a head of alumni relations for the club, and so oftentimes I'm, I'm with our, our, our GOATs, our Bruce Smiths, our Daryl Talley's, our Jim Kelly's, and I remember two, three years ago standing on the sidelines at training camp and watching our guys practice and two weeks into camp, and these cats are having fun. They're on the sideline joking, laughing, but working. And I believe it, it might sound cliche, but when you have that type of chemistry, when you have that type of camaraderie, you start to see that payoff on the field, and that's what we're witnessing this season, I believe. Now, I was very very wrong about Josh Allen. And look, I'm not wrong about a lot of things, so I don't have a problem admitting when I'm wrong about something because it's very rare. And I was very wrong about Josh Allen. What What is it about Josh that has made him take this massive step up um, from his first two years in the league? You know, for any quarterback, again, I think once you put a core group around him and you give him some tools – I mean, with a guy that has this, the, there's no ceiling on what Josh has from an intangible standpoint. Obviously, his skill set, his arm strength, his dual threat ability. Um, and then when you talk about uh, the people that are in his corner, you know, as a quarterback coach who is in, in um, uh, Ken Dorsey, who's cerebral and intelligent, but then you, you complement that with a guy like Brian Dable, who's as laid back and cool and collect as it can be, but competitive and ready to toss that thing around the field it's almost like the perfect formula for a guy like Josh to succeed. And so getting him comfortable in the system and, and allowing him to find his confidence, I don't know what he did in the offseason, what he does outside of the building, inside, keep doing it. Whatever it is, keep <laughs> doing it. It's working and we're, we're enjoying it right now. Um, obviously, the nation's getting to see it on a national stage as we get more of these primetime games, but I know Bill's Mafia is thoroughly embracing number 17. 
We're talking to Jeremy Kelly, former NFL wide receiver and head of alumni relations for the Buffalo Bills. So we're seeing an explosion of young quarterback talents. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, you still have the old guys, Tom Brady, the ancient one, and you know, mm-hmm. some of the the older guys still in the league playing at a high level. But these young guys, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, uh, they're, they're just Justin Herbert. They're just playing at such a high level, so young. What do you think? It's just the, the the camps, the quarterback coaching. Like, what is it that's causing these guys to be able to take these huge steps up so early in the league? Yeah, you know, that's a great question, Joy. And I, I, I think it's a mix of things. I think that you're seeing these college quarterbacks now, um, they're, they're running a variety of different systems. And it's not just these spread offenses that it was maybe 10 years ago where guys were coming to the league not prepared. The league is in good hands now <laughs> with this young group of quarterbacks that are doing it, all the guys that you just mentioned. The league is in great hands. But I also think coaches are more adapt- adaptable. So you're starting to see guys that aren't, this is the way you do it. You're trying to fit a square into a circle. But, hey, what is this guy good at? How are we going to leverage that? And how can we put him in his best situations to see on the field on Sundays or Thursdays or Mondays, whatever that is? And, uh, I, I mean, man, uh, the talent is, is deep. It's deep right now. And I think those top, those core guys, the Herberts, the Lamar Jacksons, it's going to be a fun league to watch in years to come. So I have Kyler Murray as my MVP so far throughout mm-hmm. the season. We talked to AJ Ross earlier. She made a very compelling case for Lamar Jackson. Now I know I'm not going to put you in a biased situation because I'm sure your answer is Josh <laughs> Allen. Um, but if your answer wasn't Josh Allen, Jeremy, who would be your your uh, MVP you, right now? You know, I just had a conversation. This is in my group chat with my pops and my my brothers who played as well. And you know, this. That it's a tough, it's a tough, tough race, right? There is some things that I think Josh does, um, and there's some of the circumstances are different for everybody, right? Is it okay? Had Mahomes come in and played as a fresh or as a as a rookie immediately, um, and and we watched that development take place? Would it be different? Would we be grading him on a different scale than Josh's situation? You know, where if Josh would have got to sit back for a year and watch and learn and grow, as opposed to being thrown in the fire and vice versa, but. Um, you know, so it's all perspective, but I think when it comes down to it, you know, if I wasn't going to choose Josh and being unbiased, that cat out, that cat out in LA, Justin Herbert is the real deal. I think he's the real deal. I think a lot of people overlooked him and I think, um, I think he's going to make the case for himself, uh, to come here for the rest of the season. You know, we're talking to Jeremy Kelly on Joy, on the Joy Taylor show on Fox sports radio. I, I love Justin Herbert, right? I love mm-hmm. him. Um, and because I like him so much, I am resisting my resentment <laughs> towards him <laughs> because Miami had an opportunity to take him. Obviously, I have a longstanding ties with the Miami Dolphins. Right, right. Um, and what what is it do you think? Because I loved him after the Rose Bowl. I wasn't sure about him at Oregon. I was like, eh, I don't know. He's kind of mechanical. It's kind of like a system looking type of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously has the size, but I, I don't really buy into the size so much anymore because all those guys that we just talked about that are new in the league, everyone is so different. Right. Everyone has a different style, different size, height, whatever. Like, so I don't, I don't completely subscribe to you have to have this prototypical type of quarterback. But after the Rose Bowl, I was like, yep, yeah, I was wrong. He can do it. He clearly has the ability to play in this league. What did everyone miss with him? Yeah, I mean, look, if, if, if we all were able to join, if we were able to answer that question, I mean... Mel Kuyper and, and all those guys wouldn't have a job. Right? <laughs> Nobody knows. 
nobody knows. And anytime you're drafting a quarterback and looking for him to be your franchise, it's almost like it just, as, as mentioned, it comes down to the situation. Who's the coach there? Who's his quarterback? Who's he in the room with? Who's he spending time with? Who's developing him over the next three, four years? I mean, you can draft a guy, but you don't know whether or not it's going to work out until three years down the line. Um, as far as the Herbert situation goes, and you got to, man, as a, to be honest, as a, I'm a closet Dolphins fan. You know, I've always been, I grew up Marino guy, so give a shout out to Miami, but you wonder where they miss. And as I look back, right, it's almost a repeat of the Drew Brees situation. Dolphins pass on Drew Brees, goes to the Chargers, ended up being a future Hall of Famer. You wonder, are we watching the same thing unfold with Herbert? Time will tell. Ugh. Ugh. It's so frustrating. I mean, look, it's not like Justin Herbert went in third round. Like, he was the sixth overall pick. But, you know, when you look at the situation in Miami with Tua, uh, and I was talking to Courtney Fallon about this earlier in the show. I, I think these next like six or seven games are going to determine the future uh, of his career in Miami mm. and who's going to be playing quarterback for the Miami Dolphins next year because I think his Tua's career has never had the ability to get any momentum going. Part of that is on the Miami Dolphins. Part of that mm. is on injuries. But because mm. we are seeing this influx of incredible talents and the older guys playing for much longer at such a high level, the patience level for uh, you know a team specifically like Miami, you know, Buffalo and Miami are two different places, as you know. Like there's there is a demand for entertainment and high level entertainment mm. in Miami. If Buffalo's down, like it's it's Buffalo, it's Bill's Mafia. Like that's what we're doing Sunday. It's not it's not that way in Miami. So I think these next six or seven games are going to determine if two is going to be there next year, whether that's fair yeah. or not. As you well know, it is a what have you done for me lately league. Yeah. And that that clock is forever ticking. So, you know, I hope that Tua can get healthy. I hope he can stay healthy. And, you know, he's an incredible talent that has the ability. But it just comes down to whether or not, you know, the best ability is availability. So we'll see what he can do. You know, I want to ask you about this because I was talking about this earlier, the Odell situation in Cleveland. He talked about it. You know, he he he's a scorer. Um, he's a, he's a shooter. You know, you don't ask James Harden to play defense. And I, I feel like what's happened with him in Cleveland is not Odell's fault. Some of it is injury. But I think he's been a great soldier. I never thought it was a good fit. And people forget how, as as shiny and flashy as the Cleveland Browns are and their roster is right now and Baker and his 50, 50 11 commercials and Miles Garrett and and everything that's going on, that's not the Cleveland Browns that Odell went to. And I never thought that this was a good fit. It's not the type of offense that Cleveland runs that's going to take advantage of what Odell does. If Odell's with Josh Allen in Buffalo, if he's with Justin Herbert, if he's with Lamar Jackson, if he's with mm. Kyler Murray, we're still talking about Odell the way that we talked about him in New York. I don't think it's a good fit in Cleveland. Yeah, I, that, that's an interesting situation, obviously, right? I mean, anytime we hear the name Odell Beckham, we think spectacular catches and highlights and top 10 plays, right? And we're not seeing that right now. Although, shout out to him last week, if you watch the tape, I mean, Odell was putting that wood down. He was. He was really coming downhill. I mean, it was, it, was, it, was, it was wide receiver clinic blocking tape. It was it was outstanding. Um, but to see that, I mean, that speaks a lot to his, his, his character as a player, too. You know, I mean, he's willing to play the role right now and do what he's doing. Now, I'm sure it might not last that long. You know, he's a guy who needs and wants the ball in his hands, and rightfully so. He's proven that. He's earned that right. So, you know, time will tell. Uh, the Browns are a, a team that is going to be good here for the foreseeable future. They got some weapons. And if they do ever get it going, man, the league, you know, they're going to put the league on notice. 
thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for making some time for us on your uh, vacation to Utah. Uh, Jeremy Kelly, follow him on social media at JK underscore Kelly. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. And uh, who are you rooting for tonight? Oh, so I'm going with the Utes tonight. I'm going go with the okay. Utes tonight. All right, so go Utes. Uh, enjoy the game. Thanks so much for joining us, Jeremy. All right, Joy, thanks. Listen to the Joy Taylor Show on Fox Sports Radio. I will give you my picks for the weekends and uh, my favorite games in this week six NFL slate, and we'll update you on all of the college football action on the other side. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Thank you for hanging with me today. Beautiful Saturday afternoon on the Joy Taylor Show. It's been a good one. Thank you to AJ Ross, Courtney Fallon, Jeremy Kelly. It's week six in the NFL. LSU gets the dub, forty nine. 42 over Florida. Big win. Big win for LSU. And Texas loses again to Oklahoma, 34-24. So let's go through really quickly my favorite five. Favorite five! Yes! Yes! I love it. The favorite five. Um, that's that's what our, our friend tweeted us. I still I haven't found it yet. I'm going to find you on Twitter, and I'm going to retweet you. And thank you. Um 
because I got to get your name right. I can't do it right now because I'm in the middle show. All right. Our favorite five uh, and my two picks. So the Chargers Ravens, obviously, we talked to AJ Ross. She's there in Baltimore for the game tomorrow. Baltimore favored by two and a half. Um, I think I'm taking Baltimore in this spot, just giving them the nod at home. But that game is going to be awesome. Uh, amazing to see two of the best talents, young talents, at the quarterback position in the league go at it. Cardinals Browns, very interesting. Cliff Kingsbury will not be there. Tested positive for COVID. Nick Chubb is out. So I think that's going to be uh, a bit of a battle between the Cardinals and Browns tomorrow. Cowboys Patriots. Talk to Courtney Fallon about this matchup at the Bad Signal podcast. I don't. She doesn't think the Patriots have anything for the Cowboys, and neither do I. Uh, Cowboys are playing great football on both sides of the ball for once right now. I'm still going to see what they do in the postseason. I'm not going to get crazy. I had them winning their division. I love Dak Prescott. I love their receiving core. Ezekiel Elliott's looking back to form. Their defense is vastly improved. And Michael Parsons is awesome. There's a lot to love about this Cowboys team, but they got to get it done in the postseason as well. Chiefs-Washington football team I have on my list this week because the Chiefs have really been struggling They took a major L to the Bills last weekend in the AFC Championship rematch at home. They're favored by six and a half against the Washington football team who has been in the news all week in the longest week in recorded human existence. But I think this is a game that the Chiefs really need to make a statement in. There's a lot of questions about them as contenders right now. And uh, this is a big game for them. And then I have the Dolphins-Jags. Look, obviously, admittedly, a little bit biased. But I do think this is an important game for the Dolphins. And for Tua, Tua is back. Dolphins have a lot of injuries. It is in London. I think this is a game that Jacksonville could kind of sneak out. Um, So it's an early slate. Obviously, early, early slate because it's in London. But those are my five games. My favorite five, Chargers, Ravens, Cardinals, Browns, Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs, Washington football team, and Dolphins, Jags from London, which AJ said was very nice. I've not been to London. It's on my list. I'm going to go next year. And my two picks, Green Bay minus five and a half against the Bears. Uh, We've been not really talking about the Packers at all this week. I obviously love Justin Fields and their defense is great division game but I'm going to go with Green Bay they're the better team there and Cowboys minus three and a half as I mentioned earlier I don't think that the Patriots have anywhere near what it takes to keep up with them offensively and the Cowboys defense has been playing great football as of late I want to give a thanks to Ralph Urban for keeping us updated all day Iowa Sam Iowa's playing right now it is not up it's on my TV but it's in commercial how's your team doing uh punting punting okay (laughs) Thank you to Ryan, our producer, AJ Ross of CBS Sports. Check her out tomorrow. Charges Ravens, Courtney Found, Bad Signal Podcast, and Jeremy Kelly, uh, Buffalo Bills alumni uh, coordinator um, for joining us and uh, alumni head of alumni relations. I get it right um, for joining us from Utah. Thank you all for hanging out with us today. Check out the podcast. I'll post it later on my social media at Joy Taylor Talks. Join me on the herd noon to three weekdays with Colin on FS1 and Thursday nights on Scouts Feed on Prime Video. Enjoy the rest of your college football slate. Steve Hartman and Jeff Schwartz are coming up next on Fox Sports Radio. It's a beautiful day. Enjoy the baseball, enjoy the football, and week six in the NFL. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.